Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, Blue. You A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the Man Cave. Your host, Elias. Scott, welcome to the cave. Woo! I'm in the cave. <laughs> How are Thank you for you? having me. <laughs> no problem. How are you? What's new with you? I'm good. I just finished eating bacon that my boyfriend made for me, and it was, like, really good. <laughs> so that's kind of how my morning's going. That's what I looked forward to in the mornings in quarantine. It was yeah. good breakfast. <laughs> there you go. Speaking of quarantine, how's that treating you? Um, I mean, I have my ups and downs, like everybody, but... Recently, it's been really good because the show's airing, and I have something to look forward to every Sunday, and it's been keeping me busy, so that's been good. Mm. But I miss my friends. I miss my family, just like everybody else. Like, uh, thank God for Zoom, right? Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, you uh, you start on P-Valley, and we'll talk about that, but I want the listeners to get to know a little bit more about you. Uh, where are you originally from? Yeah, I'm originally from Ketchikan, Alaska which is a small island in Alaska, and I grew up there. Oh, wow. How was it growing up there? Um, it was different, I think. I think that I appreciate it a lot more now than I did when I was growing up there. It's so beautiful, but, like, growing up there, my mom was a psychiatrist there, a mental health psychiatrist, and she – um. I would go to school and my friends would come up to me and be like, I love your mom. And I'd be like, how do you know my mom? She'd be their therapist. So like growing up in a small town, it was kind of odd in Alaska because everywhere you go, everybody knows you. My mom knew who all the bad kids were. I could never do anything bad. It was kind of (laughs) fun. I couldn't go to the store without knowing everybody. So it was, it's different, but I appreciate it now. So small, uh, growing up in a small town like that, like how old were you when you kind of had an idea that you wanted to get into the acting world? So I discovered my passion when I was five years old, actually. Wow. I My mom took me to see the play Annie, and my brother was in it, and it's like a summer camp production that town puts on every uh, summer. And me and my brother was on stage, and he, he literally had like one line. But when he said his line, I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to be on stage. And my mom says I stood up and I was like, I want to do that. Um, But I couldn't be enrolled in the program until the next summer when I was six. And as soon as I turned six, I mean, I just did every single opportunity I could. Like all like plays and stuff in the small town. So did you start taking acting lessons at six years old? Yeah. Well, I started doing plays at six. Yeah. Uh, So like uh when you got older, like, what was the, what was the goal at first? And like, like, how did your family, you know, how did you, what was the reaction in your family? Like, this is what you wanted to do. Mm, well, when I was like maybe eight, I would, I started telling my parents, take me to LA. And they would be like, no way. We're not taking you to LA. They'd always say, just do everything that you can in this town. Uh, so I was involved in every single play even like we had a wearable art show that was runway that was like you make your own outfit out of whatever the theme is and walk down the runway and do some kind of acting thing i literally did everything that i could and i don't know if they realized how strong my passion was for acting because i was so young 
but now they definitely do. Just the other day, my mom third grade that she has framed of me winning an Oscar. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's great. I know. So, um, it's so how, funny. So when you turned 18, did you just pack your bags and move to LA? What was the next step? I graduated high school at 16, and I thought my parents would let me go to LA, but they were like, no, you have to be 18. You have to stay here and, and work. So I worked at a coffee shop. And when I turned 18, I immediately, like to the day that I turned 18, moved to Atlanta, Georgia to kind of build my credits up from there because I had heard that the film industry was huge there and it was kind of easier to start getting rolled there than it was in L.A. So I packed my bags and I took my chihuahua and we left to Atlanta. That's kind of how I started my acting um, in film and television. Wow. Did you do any theater while you were in Atlanta? I didn't. I didn't. I haven't done theater in a while, actually. Wow. Well, so what was that? What did you first, th- a few things you worked on in Atlanta? Um, actually, I worked on a lot of, like, Discovery ID shows. I'm trying to can't even remember. I think it was... <laughs> called your worst nightmare i was on a lot of murder shows and movies actually like horror movies i i I always say like i had to have one of those faces that people are like we want to kill her in this movie so i booked a lot of those shows wow so yeah let's talk about stars p valley Uh, how exciting has this ride been for you oh my gosh this has been crazy this is my dreams are literally right now that's how it feels it sounds cliche, but that's really how it feels. So uh, tell us a little about the series for the listeners that haven't seen the show yet. Yeah, so it's an hour-long um, episodic written by Katori Hall. She's an amazing playwright. And the show takes place in Mississippi in the dirty south. And the show is centered around a group of uh, very powerful, empowering women and they all work at a club called The Pink, which is a strip club in town. And um, a girl by the name of Autumn Knight that people will see when they watch the series, she kind of comes to work at The Pink. And I feel like from there, the storyline kind of gets unraveled from there. Um, and I play the role of Gidget, who is one of the dancers at the club. Wow. So when you first heard about this project, like, uh, what drew you in Like after reading the script and everything? I think this script is just so different. It was so different than anything I'd ever auditioned for. And I'm not just saying that. It was so well-written. And even though I had, you know, three scenes for my audition, I felt like there was so much depth to this char- to the character of Gidget when I was reading it that it w- made it a lot easier as an actor to kind of dive in. And Katori writes her characters with so many layers. And I just fell in love with every part of Gidget when I was auditioning and the story and how unique it really was. It was one of those scripts that you read and you just can't stop thinking about it. And so I knew immediately I wanted to be a part of the project. Was this a, was your first audition a live audition or was it a self-tape? My first audition was a self-tape. I did it in Atlanta in my bedroom with my friends. And we were laughing, and we had a blast filming it. <laughs> so tell us about your live audition when you went for the second time. Yeah, so my live audition, my callback, I 
learned that I had to dance, like do like a minute dance routine. And I was like, okay, I need to nail this dance. Who can I ask to help me out with this dance? Because I don't know how, I mean, I have dance experience, but not really like stripper dance moves. And so I actually asked my who do you know anybody that can help me with these, this dance for this callback? She's like, actually, one of my other friends got a callback too, and she's a dance teacher. And so I connected with her, and I went to her apartment complex. <laughs> and in her little apartment complex gym, we worked on the dance routine for my for both of our callbacks, actually. And it just so happened that the actress that helped me is Brandy Evans, who plays Mercedes. So we both got the role. Oh, wow. And I had to go and do that dance. And they, I mean, Katori and the producers loved it. And I had fun. And my dance was the Cardi B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, so you, yeah, it was. <laughs> so you mentioned you play Gidget. How would you describe her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gidget is one of the dancers. She... She's very, very talented and very athletic. She actually used to be a cheerleader before she started dancing at the club. So she has a long history of dance. Um, and her mom is also, she's a second generation pole dancer. So her mom was a stripper at the club too. Um, she has huge dreams of going off and competing in pole dancing professionally. And throughout the series, people will kind of see like her struggles and why she's still working at the club and, why she um, obstacles that she goes through um and she kind of a lot of times puts people before her own dreams so people will get to see that so so when you got the role like how did you prepare for it after did you do like more dance uh, practices like what was the next step yeah when i got the role i had already been taking like pole fitness classes which is kind of funny even before i even auditioned so I had a little bit of dance experience, but we had to do a lot more in the series. And we would have like between four to five hour dance rehearsals pretty much every day. We would come home and just have like bruises all over our bodies and calluses on our hands. And that was a huge part of preparing for this role because that's the world that Gidget lives in. And I wanted to make sure that I was able to dance without thinking about it and just have a flow because I also have to be saying my lines. So I wanted to make sure that was, that was a big part of it. Um, but other than that, it was just a lot of character development and finding out who Gidget is and sitting in a strip club and researching and trying to figure out, um, what it's like to live in that world before I got on set. Mm. So when I was watching the show the other day, I noticed like, you really did a good job with it, like the southern accent. Like, how did you pull that off? Like, how long did it take you to start talking like? Thank that? you. Yeah, um, it actually came pretty naturally at first. I was surprised, um, but I had been in Atlanta for four years, and a lot of people with southern accents there. Um, but I worked with a dialect coach. We had two dialect coaches on set at all times. And before we shot every episode, we had rehearsals with them to make sure we were able to get it. And the thing that helped me is when I would get the script, I would say everyone's lines, including mine, in a Southern accent. Even if I was just reading in my mind, I would always do that. And so it was just kind of implanted in my brain. And in between takes, if I slipped up or anything, we had those dialect coaches that would step in and help us. But mm-hmm. after a while, it comes pretty. It came pretty naturally to me. What do you think was like the biggest challenge playing the character? Hmm. 
I think that I struggled with like being okay with feeling sexy. Um, even when I would take pole classes and just feeling comfortable in that environment and um, dancing like that with other women, I always kind of struggled with that. But when I, when I booked this role, I felt like it, it was kind of therapeutic to play Gidget. It was a challenge, but when I finally just let go and was there in her headspace, I feel like it was honestly very therapeutic for me. Mm. What was the re- what, was, what was the reaction like your family and friends when they saw the show and they saw you? <laughs> um, well, my parents are so supportive and they just love watching the things I'm in. I definitely told my mom, um, mom, my boobs are in this episode. And she's like, I don't know. I don't care. I already know what they look like. But my <laughs> grandma, on the other hand, she just keeps calling me and asking me questions and saying, you know, what's going on? She, I don't know why she just doesn't understand, but they're all trying to be supportive. And my parents are really excited. And all my friends are just, I mean, so I've, I've experienced so much support. It's been overwhelming from all of my family. What do you, uh, do you, from season one so far, like what's your favorite scene that you're in that sticks out the most? From season one. Um, that's aired already or yeah, just in Yeah, that? yeah, that just aired, yeah. Um, there was a scene actually on episode three where I run off the stage and it's the first time you see Duffy, which is Gidget's boyfriend. And he's a trucker, so he he isn't around all the time and he'll surprise Gidget at the club. And so in episode three, there's a scene we shot and I was wearing pole heels, which are very high. And I had to run, like sprint off the stage and jump into his arms. And that was such a fun scene because I was so nervous, but it was just so funny that I was trying not to laugh. I love those scenes where you're trying really hard not to laugh because you know it's gonna be funny. <laughs> those scenes are the best so that was a great scene how would you uh how would you describe like the the vibe on the set with working with everybody uh, we became a family all of the people on this show is all of our first times being it was all of our first time being a series regular on a show so that brought everybody really closer in the beginning and we've all kind of we've been ex- able to experience this journey all together so i feel like we were always a family on set and it was just like a giant party every day it really was we'd be dancing at lunch we'd do the electric slide i learned that and um we'd eat so much good food it was just really like being around my family all the time how long did it take you to film the whole season i think it took about five months okay yeah five months Uh, has there been any word yet for a season two pickup not yet hopefully we hear something soon i hope um that we get season two so when you're not working what do you what do you enjoy doing in your downtime right now i'm actually in school um i'm studying psychology so that takes up a lot of my time but uh other than that watching tv um i've been reading playing with my dogs, going to the dog park a lot because everything else is closed so I've been going to the dog park like every day. You mentioned you're going for psychology. Yeah, my major. I'm yeah. majoring in psychology. Which is, do you have like a plan with that? Is there something else you want to do with that also? I 
I felt like I didn't want to go to school for acting because I'd been studying acting my whole life. And I wanted, I've always been interested in psychology and I felt like it was one of those things that I'm going to be able to use to pair with my acting when doing character development. So that's kind of why I chose it. Now, before this whole quarantine started, was there any, any other projects that you finished filming or anything that will be coming out soon? Not right now. No. no. So you just, just been... had been waiting for P Valley to come out. Yeah. So uh, lastly, uh, how can the listeners find you on uh, social media? Yeah, is Skylar Joy, Skylar with an E-R, because everybody always spells it with an A-R. Uh, Skylar, this was fun. Uh, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Have a great day. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.